With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 17 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. On tonight's show, bringing back the blast from the past segment some family medicine news and some other stuff all that and a lot more coming up on episode 17 of the family medicine rocks podcast starting right now Medicine and social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Tonight on Blog Talk Radio, I am your host, the friendly family physician. My name is Mike Savilla, family physician and social media enthusiast. What is this show about? I get that question a lot here. (laughs) I tell people it is uh, social media through the eyes of a family physician. I invite you to check out the website at uh, familymedicinerocks.com. Shout out to all uh, 6,886 people following me on Twitter. I don't know why, but I very much appreciate that. There's also a Facebook page for the show. Shout out to all 227 people who like the show. And you don't really like the show until you like the Facebook page. I'm just saying Today is Thursday, August 25, 2011. It is 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and it feels like 73 degrees Fahrenheit here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters. Not really in the line of the storm of the uh, Hurricane Irene that will be coming to the East Coast of America, but uh, certainly we have a lot of listeners and friends out that way, so hopefully uh, those people out there will uh, take cover. Be careful out there. We're thinking about you. Tonight's show is going to be a little bit different in that I've been trying to find my way back into podcasting here, trying some different formats some different things, and, uh, you know, it's... uh, it's exciting. And I'm going to get the disclaimer here right here three minutes into the show. 
I'm experimenting with retooling the show here a little bit, so feel free to stop listening right now. I'm going to be trying some different aspects. We'll see if they work or not, kind of building towards making the show a little bit better. That's what I find challenging and what I find fun about social media. Because I presume no one is listening out there. There's no pressure on me. I have no sponsors. I have no goals for the number of people who listen or download this podcast. But if you do, I very much appreciate it. But we're trying some different things here this evening for show number 17. And this is just me talking, and hopefully somebody is out there listening. That's the beauty of social media here. (laughs) Uh, But I will be uh, maybe sharing some stories here tonight, talking about some news, whatever I can fit into this quick 30-minute show here this evening. So we'll get going right after this break here. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. Just Google FM Revolution for more information. Also, a a member of the ProMed Network, a podcast you can get there by going to promednetwork.com, and we will be right back. That's right, Family Medicine's leading voice in social media, according to me. <laughs> this is the uh, Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Uh, as you've listened to the last couple of podcasts, I think it's number 15 and number 16. Going back in time here a little bit to what I call the Blast from the Past segment, which I uh, try to look back into the Dr. Mike Sabella archives, meaning remembering what happened back then. And tonight's story, I will take you back, all the way back. Well, not really. Back to medical school. And this is a story that I call A Night at Children's Hospital as a Medical Student. I talked a little bit about med students. Last week, the start of medical school, some memories from that. I encourage you to uh, check out show number 16 to uh, listen to that. And just to let people know, you know, this is show number 17 of this format, but I've done 200 other podcast shows here on the Block Talk Radio Network. So I'm no beginner at this, even though I sound like a beginner at this. But taking you back to the frame of mind here, taking you back to medical school. 
And, you know, as a medical student, you've seen them on TV, but they don't get the best schedules. They don't get to pick their schedules as far as when they work or when they are off. This is third-year medical school for people who don't know. Third-year medical school is when students go through the different rotations, as they're called. Surgery, medicine, OBGYN, family medicine, psychiatry, and others. But this story takes you to pediatrics. And pediatrics during the holidays taking care of patients in the hospital. And not just any holiday. This story takes you to the Christmas holiday. Christmas Eve, actually. Christmas Eve as a medical student in a children's hospital. Nobody likes working the holidays. And it just happened to be that I was on call with my team on Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve in northeastern Ohio, as you can imagine this night, was your typical, stereotypical, perfect type of holiday night on the outside. There was a nice layer of fire with with a gentle type of snow coming, as you can see outside the window as my call night began. Earlier in the day, it took most of the day to discharge, to release a lot of patients back to their families. Because as you can probably imagine, nobody likes to be in the hospital on Christmas. So in the days leading up to that Christmas Eve night, my impatient team was planning ahead and trying to see which patients could we get discharged Which patients were medically stable to go home? Which patients were we comfortable in letting go home and and not letting them go home too early and have them come back in the emergency room on Christmas Day? And you can see a lot of the kids' eyes get wider and wider and anxious and more afraid as the day got closer and closer, families would come in. And this being a children's hospital, there would be volunteers that would come in. There would be Santa that would come in. There would be people from organizations, from churches and other types of organizations coming in earlier in the month, earlier in the week, to visit the children, hoping that they would be able to go home. They would be well enough 
to go home to spend Christmas with their families. And as we're ending the day, and in December, it gets dark early, so it's hard to tell when the night begins and the But as I'm going through and getting all this paperwork done, getting the patients, the children, released to their parents so they can spend their holiday, my pager, it's the emergency. Who do you call? Okay. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Maybe I can uh, edit that out. (laughs) This story was starting to get really good now. Maybe I can edit that out later, but let me pick it up here. So my pager goes off, and I get down to the emergency room, and as you can imagine... It's like other emergency rooms in that it is very busy. And especially on this night, this Christmas Eve night, emotions are a little bit more hyped up than usual. And the patient is a little newborn that comes in with a fever a high fever. And anybody that knows knows that that is a very concerning situation. Anything could be happening with this little child as they come in, not able to eat, having a fever, first-time parents, And you try to get the story from them, but obviously they are very anxious. And as a medical student, you know, you're thinking in your mind, what could be going on with this young little patient? And you talk to your resident, you talk to your intern that you're working with, you give them the story, and you know in the back of your mind, that one of the things that you're going to have to do is a spinal tap. Because that's where the infection could be. So me being the medical student, I have to explain this to the parents who are already very anxious. And that's one of the cool things about being a medical student is that as a student, you have the time to go through with this, to, to explain this a little bit more than you are even if you're an intern or you're a resident. And you try to explain what's going to happen. You try to relieve their fears as much as you can. And you won't be able to 
relieve them all, but at least try to get them to understand why this is necessary. And then there's the procedure itself. Very anxiety-provoking for me. (laughs) Trying to do the procedure correctly, trying to get the sample that is needed to try to figure out what's going on with this little child. And I did, with the help and assistance of the residents and interns and other people there. That's what's great about being a medical student in a huge teaching hospital. There's a lot of help there. And then there's the night that follows. The night that follows trying to check on the patient, to check on that little baby, to check on the family. Trying to rack your brain to figure out what's going on. Trying to think in your brain what are the right antibiotics for this little person? What's the right dose? Did I write it correctly? And having all that double checked. And it was. And then through the night, your pager goes off as the nurses call you about this concern or that temperature or the family has this question. And getting up in the middle of the night to answer those questions. I wouldn't say that's a typical night, but that is something that I remember. As I got up the next morning to see that sunrise on the Christmas morning, seeing the sun come off the snow, and seeing that little patient and the family the next morning, that Christmas morning, letting them know what the morning labs were letting them know that I would be handing off. I would be going home. I would be updating the new team that's coming in. That's going to be working on that day and say, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back to see how they're doing. That's what I remember. And when I got back, you know, a couple of days later, I was able to see what happened. We were able to figure out what was going on. It was not a complicated, very complicated case. I was able to figure out what was going on. But that is a little bit of a slice of life there, a little bit of a story there taking you back to what it was to be a medical student back at that time. And I hope to share more of these type of things here with you as I remember them, as memories get triggered here for me as well. We're going to take a little bit of a break. When I come back, we'll be covering some news. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. 
right here on Block Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. That's right, Family Medicine Through the Eyes of a Family Physician. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. So trying some different things out here on the show. Uh, I think that story segment went a little bit long for what I usually do, but uh, (laughs) that's something I'm going to keep working on. Um, But podcasting is very interesting in that it is a different way of storytelling. It is a different way to share what's going on, different than a blog post. Um, And that that has, has not been a great strength of mine growing up in high school and college and in and, and trying to get that storytelling type of thing down. And as I read blogs and I listen to podcasts, I, I there's some people out there that I really admire uh, that I'm trying to emulate because I think, uh, you know, communicating your story, communicating what you want to let people know. Um, and what I'm trying to do with this show is just trying to you know, communicate my point of view, maybe bring you back some memories, talking about family medicine, talking about advocacy, talking about a lot of different things. And uh, this is definitely a work in progress. I want to thank you for uh, <laughs> indulging me in that. If you have feedback on the show, please leave it at uh, familymedicinerocks.com. Uh, but I'm going to keep this to a 30-minute show here, and I have less than uh, eight minutes left here. I just want to cover just some brief things here at the end of this quickly running show. <laughs> Just some uh, events that are coming up in the uh, family medicine community that's coming up. I was going to cover some news, but I don't have time for that here this evening. Uh, But just some future events coming up in the uh, family medicine world that I know it. If people have uh, events that are coming up in family medicine, please leave them at familymedicinerocks.com. But some things that are going to be coming up uh, next month in September uh, is going to be the huge uh, American Academy of Family Physicians annual meeting in the great uh, city of Orlando, Florida. It is their their, uh, Congress of Delegates and also their annual scientific assembly in the middle of September. And I'm going to be attending that. Uh, I'm going to be presenting um, at the annual scientific assembly on what else, uh, family medicine and social media. Uh, So very excited to have that opportunity. Uh, That's going to be probably the, uh, the biggest room (laughs) <laughs> the biggest presentation uh, that I'm going to have in my very brief uh, presentation uh, career. <laughs> so it's going to be a big national type of thing, which I've never done before. So it's very exciting. I'm very nervous and I'm probably going to screw up. Uh, so if you're anywhere in the Orlando area, especially if you're an AEFP member, uh, please stop by the convention center there. Uh, I'll be able to be on the Wednesday of that week. Uh, and I'll be talking about family medicine and social media. Uh, at the end of September, I'll be uh, going uh, to uh, Kansas. Uh, I've been invited to uh, uh, come to the uh, Kansas Academy of Family Physicians uh, Patient-Centered Medical Home Conference uh, at the University of Kansas Edward campus on September 30th and October 1st. Uh, you can check them out at kansaspcmh.org. And I really want to try to dive into this patient-centered medical home to talk about more on the show here. Um, 
I admit that uh, I've been going to a lot of lectures. I've been reading about a lot of it. Uh, I'm starting to get some of the big concepts, uh, but I'm still trying, having some difficulties with it because I, I, I want to try to break them down in my head here so I can share them with you here on the show, uh, bring some guests here on the show to talk about that. Uh, so uh, this conference at the end of September will be a, a big step in that direction if you're uh, anywhere in the uh, Overland Park uh, area. I think that's where, where this campus is. Uh, go to a can, uh, kansaspcmh.org. Uh, register to go because uh, I will be there hanging out and learning more about the uh, patient-centered medical home. In October, I will be uh, going to uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, I will be speaking at the uh, California Academy of Family Physicians meeting, their Family Medicine Summit. It will be at uh, Los Angeles International Airport in the uh, middle of October. I'm going to be talking about uh, family medicine and social media. And uh, very excited to be working with them. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to uh, write a blog post and uh, help promote their event um, in the uh, middle of October. If you're anywhere in the vicinity of Los Angeles, California, I invite you to come out and hang out with me and, uh, uh, and all the very exciting uh, people out there at the California Academy. Uh, you can check them out at uh, familymedicinerevolution.org. And coming up in November, I'll be speaking at the uh, Missouri Academy of Family uh, Physicians annual meeting. Uh, it will be close to the Branson, Missouri um, area. Uh, that's going to be uh, in the middle of November. Uh, I'm going to be giving two talks there, both related to uh, family medicine. Uh, so very, very uh, excited about that. Uh, so just closing up the show here, I do want to promote another uh, project that I'm doing. Uh, uh, it is a kind of an experimental podcast. <laughs> uh, it's going to be me and emergency room uh, physician, uh, Dr. Jeff Myers, uh, and uh, he's on Twitter at uh, PhotoEMSDoc, and um, our show is called Paradox, as you can probably figure out, and uh, we're, we're, they're still in the midst of building the website. Uh, it will be at ParadoxShow. Com. I've been trying to get uh, some episodes up on FamilyMedicineRocks.com, uh, and uh, we really don't have a real good concept of what the show is about yet. That's the exciting thing about all this. We can kind of mold things here and try to figure out how we're uh, getting there. But uh, you can get episode one at uh, uh, EMSGarage.com, uh, and I've been doing some uh, video podcasts, uh, too, and putting them up on Family Medicine Rocks. And uh, so it's been an interesting thing. I don't know how many episodes we're going to be doing, uh, but uh, it's, it's just a, a different a different thing in social media uh, and uh, just a different type of experiment, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh, so uh, keep track of paradoxshow.com and also familymedicinerocks.com for more information about that. So with less than three minutes left, that ends this 30-minute uh, show here. So a very short show. So I'm trying to experiment a little bit here with shorter shows, uh, some stories, maybe some news, some announcements, uh, and uh, try to keep energy good. I'm not saying that I've had a little bit tough time here in social media the past few weeks. lost a little bit of uh, excitement, and I know that if you're on social media, about it. you got to be passionate about it. We'll just either take a break or hang it up because people are going to...
Yeah, the family medicine rocks. Um, and uh, hopefully, when I get comfortable enough, I'll be comfortable uh, to bring guests back on the show here uh, to bring back the energy, bring back the passion here on the show. It's been very, very difficult and busy, so it's been knocking me down here a little bit. So, uh, so I'm going to try to make a little bit of a comeback here. So, thank you all for listening, uh, whether you're live or. Uh, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.